This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. In their 47th season in the NBA, the Denver Nuggets are going to the NBA Finals. And they take out the Lakers in a four-game sweep. Obviously frustrated not being able to um, close out one of these games where you were in every game. Just couldn't make plays down the stretch. So um, that's, that's the frustrating part. Obviously it hurts right now, especially the way you know we lost not only tonight, but we gave away two games, three games. You know, it was just tough. She's Vanessa Richardson. I'm Freddie Coleman. And for the guys today on Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. Tune in to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Got a great tweet from Dwayne Carden. Hit us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN of Sports. Vanessa, he says, number one, enjoy listening to you two. Keep doing a great job. He also said, Vanessa, number two, he does not believe LeBron James is retiring. He said, I hate to be this guy, mm. but I felt like it was all about putting pressure on the Lakers front office retirement talk is the ultimate sledgehammer yeah I mean he knows LeBron knows Rob Palinka is listening I do think there are some emotions that could have been tied up you're LeBron James you just got swept like even mm-hmm. saying LeBron James gets sweep doesn't sound right it literally doesn't sound right coming off the tongue so yeah I don't think he's retiring either I still think he dreams of playing with Bronny Bronny's going to be at USC it's just too perfect the way it is I've you know, seeing people float around the idea of maybe uh-huh. LeBron takes a year off. We don't know, but not happening. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't believe I don't believe LeBron's going to retire. Yeah, I don't believe it either. But it made for good copy, mainly because the conversation should be steered towards the Denver Nuggets. Should be what they were able to do, <laughs> not just sweeping the Lakers, but down by fifteen. LeBron James having a half for the ages, scoring thirty-one points, and he looked exhausted in the third and fourth quarter. And it also tells you exactly that this Nuggets team, whatever fuel they needed to use, Vanessa, boy, did they. No love from the media, no love from the fans, no belief from anybody, even inside of Denver. There may be plenty of Nuggets fans out there that said, we hope, but we really don't know. And they're not only able to go out there and having the best record in the Western Conference and get to the NBA Finals, but they made sure the Lakers did not scratch one game off of them. They won six in a row. It was 2-2 versus Phoenix. They win the next two, and then they told the Lakers to beat it and go off into the summer and go fishing. I was surprised that the Lakers got swept because it's LeBron. True. You know, it's, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't ever about, like, for me personally – it was never about me doubting the Denver Nuggets. I, I you know, work with the Rockets, so mm-hmm. I, I saw them play four times this season. They're unbelievable. Okay. Right. But I didn't think that they would sweep just because, look, it's LeBron and AD. Yeah, I thought Denver would win. But, yeah, I thought LeBron and AD and the Lakers would snatch a game or two. Mm-hmm. I thought the Lakers would win in six because I had, so, I had too much belief in LeBron, but I said the Nuggets won't make it easy, and I should have known better, so I'll raise my hand and completely admit that. But I will say mm-hmm. this about the Denver Nuggets. The one thing I wanted about them, how could they handle being the hunted when they have been the hunter all these years? I compared them to the Buffalo Bills, where many people talked the Buffalo Bills last oh. year. It was going to be their year, and Kansas City, they're going to be in the downslope. They've gone through the wars and lost to the Chiefs. This is going to be their time. And then they got the full beaten out of them on their home field by the Cincinnati Bengals. And once again, for the second straight year, they're going to get the AFC Championship game. They did not handle handle being the hunter. And yet the whole DeMar Hamlin situation, that had more than an effect on them. I'm not even trying to dismiss that. But sure. I, look, I look at the Denver Nuggets, Vanessa, from that standpoint, okay, for the first time ever in the 44 years they've been in the NBA, how could they handle being the hunted? And they came through with flying colors.
They absolutely did. I love Denver's roster. I love that you have Aaron Gordon. I love that you have Green, Brown. You have all these guys that know their roles, know their places, and don't mind playing them. And it seems like, you know, you are a big body language guy. I've absolutely. heard you. Constantly. You've talked in the past about body language. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at Denver, they have the and right their body language. Yep. And all of the cliche things, but the cliche things that matter chemistry, body language, supporting each other getting benched during a game because you're not doing well and instead of complaining you just go with it denver has all of those elements they just do and they proved it time and time again getting to the nba finals for the first time she's vanessa richardson i'm freddie coleman and for the guys today and canty and carlin on espn radio let's bring in a man who's an fos friend of the show he's a man who played in the nba for 10 years now does a great job as a houston rockets tv analyst although Vanessa has to work with this guy, and I would hey, not hey. wish that on anybody. He is Ryan Hollins, former NBA player, and a great follow on Twitter at the Ryan Hollins. By the way, number one, what's up, partner? Long time no chat. How you doing? What's going on, man? What's going on, brother? You're supposed to be hitting the courts about this time, man. Ryan, what are you doing, man? Ryan, on the record, the last time I picked up a basketball was three years ago before the pandemic. I am officially retired from picking up a basketball, dude. Mm-mm, not doing that. Mm-mm. I'm surprised, Freddie, man. You... <laughs> I love the game. You're right, but nah, can't do it. Really quick, funny story, man. I remember me and Freddie were playing, and it was a rebound or something, and I just floored Freddie. You sure did. Floored, Freddie looked what? at me like he wanted to fight, and then I saw him come back down to earth and say, you know what, I guess just when he plays, this is just part of it. It's not personal or nothing. Absolutely. It's just part of it. Absolutely. And I realized when I'm 5'9", and Ryan is seven ten, seven seven foot thirteen. I like to call him. That's not going to work out well for me. I'm thinking at, at that point. Not only did sense take over, Ryan, but also gravity took over because if I'm going to fight you, I'm punching up and you're punching down. That's not going to land well for me. Well, since the, we we tried to make sure we were on the same team, so we kind of figured that out from there. But yeah. I, I felt I felt so bad. I said, "Man, this nah. is my men- I just threw my mentor to the ground, no, man." You Believe me, I brought that on myself more than anything else. But that's going to be a problem when you try to deal with a guy, for example, me trying to guard you, trying to guard Nikola Jokic, whether it's the Miami Heat, and I think they're going to sweep the Celtics tonight, or the Celtics have some kind of walking on water miracle. How do you stop or slow down a guy like that, that he doesn't know what he's going to do until he actually does it, Ryan? So here's here's the thing, Freddie. I had to guard a number of guys like this in my career. What, what do I mean by this? I was outmatched. I wasn't good enough. They didn't have weaknesses. Uh, the, you, you just had to find a way to just you're, – you're holding on for dear life. So to answer your question about guarding Nikola Jokic, for one, you give him different looks. For two, when not just when you're guarding him, you got to take the mental aspect. You got to bump him. You got to grab him. You got to get in his head. He has to. You got to be the person that he hates to play against, and then you got to give extra efforts. And Jokic is so tough because – you not only have to test for him on the offensive end, but when you're going for offensive rebounds, you can ne- – Freddie, you can never get too far out of position. You want to know why? If he gets the ball, he does what? He gets it and pushes it. So you got to give effort. you got to hustle. you got to keep your hand out the cookie jar, which means you got to stay out of foul trouble. But he presents a lot of problems. And then you have to attack him on the offensive end. So – you have to have a huge focus around him. And, 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 and Freddie, I've been there, man. I had to guard Dirk straight up. Uh, Paul mm. Gasol was one of those guys. Um, you're holding on for dear life, man. And you can't double team. Guess what? You ain't got no help. You want to know why? Because he's a great passer. <laughs> True. 
Ryan, I don't want to mean to make you and I sound like know-it-alls, but I, we, one of our longest road trips this season it, with the Rockets was in Denver. We were there for four days. We played them twice in a row with the day off in between. And I remember after we played them, all of us talking about just how great they were and whether it's, you know, part of it is the altitude and, and how athletic they are. What did you notice seeing the Denver Nuggets up close this year that impressed you in the regular season? They're allowed to be coached by Mike Malone. I played for Mike in Sacramento. I know the motivator mm. he is, but we, mm. we don't see this all the time in the NBA. In fact, we can go out and say that it's rare. Unfortunately, we've seen a lot of the, our best coaches in our game get sent home with the best records, coach of the year. It's almost a descendants, unfortunately, because the expectations then come along. But for those who don't know, context with this is saying um, our Rockets took them to, and they played them tight. It was a close mm-hmm. game, and, right. and, and, and you, they just weren't prepared to play. And the next night we played them, I think it was day in between the game, Freddie Vanessa by the first quarter. It was it was like and, and it was like, yo, Freddie, this wasn't like Jokic turned it on and Jamal Murray. This right. was like the second unit guys were bumping, holding they were dunking on us, hitting three and, <laughs> yo, But I say that to say Mike Malone is allowed to coach this team. When you play in the uh, in the uh, NBA playoffs, the emotions are high. It's a roller coaster. And whoever can manage their uh, emotions the best, that emotional mm. roller coaster, who can be coached, who can stay focused and locked in, normally ends up, if the talent is pretty even, to be the victor. And they're right now, they're mentally tougher right. than everybody that they played against. Great stuff by Ryan Howes. Not only played in the NBA for 10 years, now does a great job as a TV analyst for the Houston Rockets. Hit him on Twitter at the Ryan Howes, joining Freddie Coleman and Vanessa Richardson on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. When you heard this, Ryan, I'm going to play what LeBron James said last night after getting swept by the Nuggets. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. And um, just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball, I got a lot to think about. That's what he said after getting swept by the Nuggets about, quote-unquote, hinting at retirement. Ryan, what are your thoughts? I need help. There's no way that at 38 he should be the primary facilitator. And then the next guy to step up is Austin Reeves. With all due respect, Austin Reeves did everything that he was physically capable of him. And and he's a heck of a player. He's going to make a lot of money. money. The Lakers are going to have a fight on Mm -hmm. their hands to keep Austin Reeves uh, in a Laker uniform. But he's saying the whole goal – with all due respect to AD or whoever else came with this run, I can't have to do this much for us to win. This is LeBron is telling you this is not sustainable. I love AD. I love Austin Reeves. Shoot, I loved Westbrook. Great guy. But this is not sustainable. I got to have some help. Hey, Golden State, love it or hate it. The play for Jordan Poole to make a lot of money is because he provided what it was last year. He didn't do it this year. He was help for Stephen Clay. They knew Stephen Clay weren't going to be them. Pay Jordan Poole a lot of money. He steps up to kind of be the guy. Unfortunately, he didn't have a bad series. I don't think his career is over. If you listen to the Internet, it is. But <laughs> LeBron, right? LeBron is just saying, I need some help, man. And, and honestly, if you guys don't want to address this, I'm going to exercise my options. Now, Freddie and Vanessa, we've seen this right, right from LeBron in the past. Mm. He'll shoot out, shoot out little, little, you know, hey, we're going to do this or else. You know, and LeBron understands also how to maintain power, how to stay in power. And the level that he mm. played at, if he just has another guy to put the ball in his hands where they can take over, 
LeBron's going to get you a championship. And he, he, it's, it's math at this point. Two plus two is four to LeBron. And he know that the Lakers just did not have it as a roster. And his frustrations, just, just let me drop a little, go get me some help or else. <laughs> if we're assuming that it's going to be Nuggets and Heat, what to you as a former player is unique about that matchup? I'm, as you know, because you know me, a fan of the, I don't, I don't, I like that it's not super teams. I like that it's player development and built from the ground up and a diverse roster. What stands out to you as a former player about that potential matchup? This is how the NBA moves. It, it, it's trends. So, so in, in Freddie's era, it was the biggest, baddest, strongest yep. guy who could get it, get get busy on the post. The Absolutely. toughest guys went out and won. Right? Yep. Those were the teams that won. Then it was the shooting guard position. I need me a Michael Jordan. Bring you a ring. I need me a Kobe Bryant. Those guys brought you rings. So everybody was looking for the next Jordan. That shooting guard position was premium. When Steph Curry did it, right? We used to say your rebounds. Our rebounds are going to beat your threes. So you can shoot threes, live by the three, die by the three. Golden State never died by the three. So everybody <laughs> trended and started getting shooters. With Jokic and Bam Adebayo and those boys and, and, and Spo and, and Malone, you're going to go the toughness route. We're going to get the toughest team available. We're going to get a team that can go make it happen inside. Physical, discipline, culture. So you're going to see culture be brought in at a premium, and I see this Vanessa being addressed more and more throughout the league is that, hey, yep. we got to have glue guys. we got to have veterans. we got to have winners on our roster. We, gotta, we have to create culture. Culture supersedes anything else going on, and I'll throw it in. I think the big man is coming back. Shout-out Joel Embiid. Shout-out Giannis Antetokounmpo. Shout-out Joker. We need a big man because it's cool we going small, but the Lakers were equipped for, for Golden State. The Lakers were equipped for Boston. Heck, the Lakers were equipped for Miami. But that big sucker down low, oh, they had nothing for it, man. <laughs> they had nothing for it, man. Yeah, yeah, they, they had something. He just didn't care about their feelings as far as that goes with coming to Nikola Jokic. Who has more to, 30 seconds left, Ryan. Who has more to gain by winning a championship? Is Nikola Jokic in Denver or Jimmy Butler in Miami? Nikola Jokic is following in Giannis Antetokounmpo's footsteps. That, that two-time MVP don't mean nothing. Not a credit's going to head. That you 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 just a you know the regular season guy. He wins a championship. Now, not only is he he's the greatest passing big man in in history, you start to mention with Hakeem, mention him with David Robinson, mention mm-hmm. him with Shaquille O'Neal, and all those guys. He he's putting up astronomical numbers, and we'll go. Those aren't just stats. That's a different dude right there. Right, no doubt about that. Like we mentioned, he's an FOS friend of the show, played in the NBA for ten years. Now does a great job at Houston Rockets TV analyst. His Twitter is great at the Ryan Hollins. He is Ryan Hollins joining Vanessa Richardson and Freddie Coleman on Canty and Carlin. Much love as always, my brother. Take care, Talk Ryan. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, hey, Freddie, you make sure you take care of my girl, man. All right, she, she, she can hold her own. She can throw her bowls in the sandbox, man. Ryan, take care, bro. I'm not worried about Vanessa. Everybody's more worried about me because we know where this show can go if I'm in control. So there's no ga- there are no guarantees you, that things will be where they're supposed to be. Vanessa's the least of the problems today. It's Freddie Coleman that's the problem as far as that goes. <laughs> take, too, guys. take care, brother. Like we mentioned, hit us on Twitter anytime you want at Sports Vanessa. That's Vanessa's handle, my handle, at Coleman ESPN. Don't forget the phone number as well triple eight say espn 888-729-3776 who has the more to gain by winning a championship vanessa he said it's going to be nikola Jokic, putting everybody to rest about him being overrated should have been the mvp but didn't get it because joel and b got it so who has more to gain by winning a championship is it Jokic or jimmy bell in miami I'm actually, and as Ryan and I love to disagree and debate on the bus and all of uh-huh. that uh, to shoot around into games, I'm actually going to go Jimmy. And I, for me, it's 
Jokic, if, if he wins a championship and obviously would probably win the MVP to go along with it, it would definitely cement his legacy as one of the best at his position ever, no question. But I just think Jimmy's, Jimmy's legacy jumps higher as the playoff guy, the be- one of the best playoff performers ever, um, becoming the guy that mm-hmm. you trust the most in the playoffs. Maybe not the best NBA player of his era, obviously, but the guy that you really trust come playoff time. Um, so I think it's Jimmy. Yeah, Here's why I'm going to completely agree with you when it comes to one particular person. And that guy's Joel Embiid, who was the connector between Nikola Jokic in Denver mm. and Jimmy Butler in Miami. Because when Jimmy Butler got traded by Philadelphia, he said, y'all going to rule the day that you let me out of that door because that guy needs me and I can help that guy. And Philadelphia said, ah, we'll be fine. He's been to more conference finals in that short amount of time than Joel Embiid has been with the Philadelphia 76ers. And on the other side of the connector, Nikola Jokic, you know he heard it. He may not have spoken about it. He gave credit to Joel Embiid being an MVP. But you could clearly tell, especially when he made that move last night, game tied at 111. Anthony Davis said, bro, you're not scoring on me. And Nikola Jokic said, big man, you need to step aside. Just like in a movie when it comes to Pulp Fiction, Butch, step aside. <laughs> Anthony Davis was Butch, and he was being Reigns, and he told him to step aside. Nikola Jokic heard all of that. So that's the connector why I agree with you. Jimmy Butler's let it be known. Nikola Jokic has proven that he can overachieve from being a second-round pick. Nobody saw this coming from Nikola Jokic. But Jimmy Butler, a guy that takes slights really personally, he took that personal. And if he wins a championship without Joel Embiid, and Joel Embiid has not even gotten to the conference finals, that's the person backing you up. To me, that is more the game by winning a championship when it comes to Nikola Jokic. That guy's Jimmy Butler in Miami. And if you're wondering if Jimmy Butler does take it personally, you can uh, visit his Instagram page where he has some oh, of the best content, the pettiest captions. Yeah, have you seen Jokic's brothers? That's the. Uh, I mean, that's fantastic. They, they all yeah. have like they're large, but at the, yeah. but you talked. We've talked about this. Kind of an understated mm-hmm. confidence and cocky. They don't feel the need to talk about it. They're just yeah. about it. You know what they I feel look like? It's like, a family thing. Yeah. You know what they look like? They look like bouncers in Eastern European nightclub. <laughs> that when oh, you my. you know the kind of place that don't have a name, they just have a door and a slot. Those three guys are watching the door, the Jokic brothers. And you start any mess, they won't say a word, they won't make any fuss, but the next thing you know, they got you by the back of your neck and your back of your britches, and out the door you go as far as that goes. They look like the kind of guys that you do not want to mess with. And their younger bro did his thing, but that old head of Miami, Jimmy Butler, he's been able to do his thing as well, and we're one win away from the Miami Heat for having a Nuggets Heat final that seemed to get a lot of attention. A lot of people will be excited to see that with Jimmy Butler on one side and Nikola Jokic on the other side. Like we said, weigh in at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who has to gain more by winning a championship? Is it Nikola Jokic in Denver or Jimmy Butler in Miami? And speaking of the Heat, they go for the sweep tonight in Game 4 of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. They host the Boston Celtics, presented by Indeed. Comes begins at 8 p.m. Eastern time on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. But we go back to the Los Angeles Lakers. What does their future have in common with a great song by the legendary David Bowie? We'll answer that after Vanessa has this from Vivid Seats.
Hey, baseball is in full swing, so get tickets to all the action with Vivid Seats, plus with basketball and hockey heating up, now is a great time to experience a game. Vivid Seats is proud to be the official ticketing partner of ESPN. From on the glass to in the stands, Vivid Seats has great ticket prices to all the games. Every crack of the bat, every dribble down the court, catch it all with Vivid Seats. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. We'll see, we'll see what happens going forward. But I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. Just for me personally, going, going forward with the game of basketball. Got a lot to think about. Listening to LeBron James tonight. Now we're wondering how much longer does he have? Leads a lot of speculation. It leads a lot of conversation one way or the other. Okay, uh, there's a chance that maybe he's retiring. No, there's no way he's going to go out like that. I can get both of those arguments from that answer he gave. That's, like I said, the ultimate cliffhanger. Just like that great David Bowie song, Ch 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 Changes, that could be the <laughs> Lakers' <is>. future. She's <laughs> Vanessa Richardson. I'm Freddie Coleman. And for the guys at Anthony and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance, presented by uh, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 82. And don't forget to tell you, smart speaker, to play ESPN Radio. Vanessa brought this to my attention, what Magic Johnson had to say in terms of the Lakers' future. I quote, Laker Nation is a couple of things we know now. We had the right coach with Darvin Ham, two superstars in LeBron and Anthony Davis, and emerging stars in Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. Hopefully, Rob Polink will have an outstanding offseason and build on this playoff run. When you read that, your response was... <laughs> Well, I think that there are he's he's presenting things as fact that are his opinion. Like now, obviously, having watched Austin Reeves and Rui up close, yeah, obviously, I think they're stars. When I read that tweet, I think Magic is putting the pressure on Rob Palinka, and mm-hmm. in some ways, the pressure is on Rob Palinka anyway because of his position. But I think you have some Laker fans that are saying, "Is Darvin Ham the right coach? Do we have the right youth? You know, surrounding LeBron James, um, based on needs and all of that. So I don't know that everything is as sure as Magic Johnson 
says in this tweet, but obviously, you know, he and Jeannie's relationship, like he, he is a huge influence on, you know, the Laker and the way that the Laker fans think. Right. And Rob Polinka, believe me, if he thought there was pressure on him before, and he was handling that quite well, swung the trade for Anthony Very Davis. Well. Yeah, they won the championship. What he made, the moves he made, the trading deadline, got the Lakers in position to be a better basketball team and get to the conference finals in the Western Conference. But that storyline became a whole lot different when LeBron James said he may be thinking about not coming back for year 21. That led Rob Palenka to say. Coach and I will speak to LeBron in the coming days. Um, we all know that he speaks for himself, and we'll look forward to those conversations when the time is right. But, you know, I will say this. LeBron has given as much to the game of basketball as as anyone who's ever played. When you do that, you earn a right to decide whether you're going to give more. Sometimes we put athletes, entertainers on a pedestal, but they're humans. And just like us, they have inflection points in their career. And our job as a Lakers organization is to support any player on our team if they reach a career inflection point. It must be wonderful to have that kind of stroke where people that you work for because mm-hmm. their title's above your title, GM and coach. And the GM says, he can speak for himself. We're good with that. And when we sit down, we'll have a conversation with him. It must be fantastic, Vanessa, where you know if you're LeBron James, all they need is me. They're I- waiting for me. They want to know what they're going to do to help <laughs> me. It must be wonderful to have that kind of stroke that he has always had for more than a minute since he got into the NBA. Yeah, we've talked about this all day, like the differences in cultures in each franchise. You hear everybody that plays for the Heat say that that's not how it is in Miami. In Miami, you are one of 15. Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra are going to treat you the same, blah, blah, blah. I kind of like that Rob Palinka is like, mm, here in L.A., LeBron can actually do and say what he wants because he's mm-hmm. LeBron James right now, and he's earned a certain right being at this amazing, unique pedigree at 38 years old. Um, I don't hate it at all. I think Rob yeah. Palinka did a fantastic job this year when you look at the Lakers starting 2-10 and 10 and then getting to where they're getting to. I know in Los Angeles – Anything short of a championship is a disappointment to the city and to the Lakers organization. But he was able to make some really strong moves. Interesting tweet from Magic Johnson. You can tell that he thinks mm-hmm. uh, a lot of Hachimura and uh, Reeves. Yeah, he should think a lot of those guys because they were mm-hmm. wonderful satellite players Absolutely. in their run to the Western Conference Finals. By the way, Vanessa Richardson, Freddie Coleman together and for the guys there, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. For my money, though. LeBron James retiring is not, or whatever he's going to do, is not the biggest issue for the Lakers. We both firmly believe he is not going to retire. He's going to come back for a 21st season. To me, the biggest issue for the Los Angeles Lakers is a guy called Anthony Davis. Because at a certain point, you need this guy to stop being the AD that we've seen. I'm not talking about production. I'm talking about availability. And I'm talking about when he's on the court and it comes to availability. This organization, and Darvin Ham as a coaching staff, to me, Vanessa, told me everything that I need to know how they feel about Anthony Davis when they designed the final play for a guy that had essentially played all of that ball game, say, for three seconds at the end of the first half. They didn't even put him in the play. They didn't even engage him in like a pick and roll to have a brush screen to get LeBron loose or have Anthony Davis as a counter. They had Anthony Davis in the corner. He relocated the three-point line when LeBron was able to get close to the rim before Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon locked him up. If that's exactly how they felt about Anthony Davis in that moment, that tells me all I need to know about how they really regard him thinking, man, if LeBron James retires, I don't know if that's the kind of guy that we can say can be the dude 
that we can build around in Anthony Davis. I mean, his defense was was pretty strong during the playoffs, but we've we've talked about consistency with Anthony Davis, and it's something we've talked about for a few years now. Uh, you know, we also have touched on what would the legacy be between you know Anthony Davis and LeBron James if they were to retire, or or if you know Anthony Davis were no longer with the Lakers. I don't know what they do with them. Do they put together you know try to get a package of you know younger players to surround LeBron James with? Are they looking at what the Nuggets have with the depth and the versatility on that roster. I think there's a lot of questions, and a lot of them do surround Anthony Davis, who I believe is 30 years old. Yeah, whatever that is, a 30-year-old player who's had still having questions, even though I don't question his talent. Nobody should question his ability because Anthony Davis is right as rain. He is a matchup nightmare at both ends of the floor. But can he be a guy that when you really need to have it, you can throw the ball to him, and he's going to make a play. Because I've seen that from LeBron James. I know he can do that. At times, Austin Reeves made bigger shots for the Los Angeles Lakers, especially in this series versus the Denver Nuggets, even though they got swept. That question should not surround a guy that has that kind of ability when it comes to Anthony Davis, a guy that can be a difference maker that we saw in the series against Golden State. And I thought he wilted versus Nikola Jokic. They didn't, even, they didn't even have him on him time and time again. If you're Anthony Davis, you want that matchup. You look at Nikola Jokic and say, yeah, it's going to be me and you, bro, and you're not going to win that matchup. He was more of a help defender off of Nikola Jokic, and Denver figured that out. And then when they needed Anthony Davis to stand up and be counted, Jokic went right at him and said, dude, not now, not here, not on me. Those are the kind of things I wanted. Those kind of questions, Vanessa, are in the minds of the Lakers saying if LeBron James retires, even though we don't believe it, but at a certain point he's going to. He can't, he can't play forever. He's not a transformer. Not going to do that. Can you build around Anthony Davis and say that's going to be our lead guy and we're in good hands having that kind of succession from LeBron James and Anthony Davis with Lakers still being a championship team? I think that's a here's, worthwhile question. Yeah, but here's the thing. Even if, he, even if LeBron doesn't retire – you're going to need somebody that can guard Jokic. I mean, and nobody, like, Ryan Hollins broke it down very well where nobody can do it perfectly because Jokic is Jokic. But you still need a go-to and somebody that consistently can do that. And if in a competitive fashion, right, not just do it, but do it in a competitive fashion. Right. So if you're LeBron James, even if you're not retiring, you're wanting help. You're saying, you know, he like you said, he's not a transfer. He's 38 years old. So he might be the GOAT. But goats need help. So I think there's a lot of questions surrounding Anthony Davis in general and the Lakers. And there were some, there were even more once LeBron went on the I need to look over my future mm-hmm. thing last night. Yeah, that question is not going to go away anytime soon. <laughs> a more hit us on Twitter at Sports Vanessa and at Coleman ESPN saying that when it comes to Darvin Ham, he is gone for not manipulating the lineups sooner. No, he's not going anywhere, Amor. At least not this year. He got this team to Western Conference Finals. Of course, LeBron James and Anthony Davis playing that way. You can say he needs to be gone for not manipulating the lineups sooner. Vanessa, it may not have mattered the way that Denver can score from so many different areas and from so many different people. Denver's unstoppable. And, you know, I watched them play four times in person this season with the Houston Rockets and their ability to will themselves to a win, their ability to work together. And, you know, it sounds cliche and it sounds trite, but you and I have talked about their body language, their ability to adapt, their willingness to play their roles, their willingness to put their ego aside. I think that the Nuggets had this all along. Now, I've said I did not think that it would be a sweep. I didn't. It's LeBron James, it's the Lakers. I didn't think, I I did not see that coming. But yeah, the Nuggets had it. And 
honestly, what Darvin Ham did was kind of impressive. When you look at where they were and, and the way that he and Rob Palinka were able to assimilate to the situation, Rob Palinka makes moves, Darvin Ham adjusts accordingly. Mm-hmm. I think you could argue that, that there were you know some adjustments that maybe he didn't make, and certainly people will point to the starting five in the lineup. But I think he did a pretty darn good job considering what he had. Yeah, and to bring some memory to your memory, in Game 2 and Game 4, the Lakers had double-digit leads in the second half. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Keep hitting us up on Twitter. <laughs> My handle, the Coleman ESPN. Vanessa Richardson's handle, at Sports Vanessa. We're in here with the guys today on Canty and Carlin. So if LeBron is not going to retire, does that mean a reunion can happen, courtesy of that Kyrie Irving dude that was courtside again last night? Keep it here on ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Not going to happen when it comes to the Lakers bringing Kyrie Irving to reunite with LeBron James, right? Right? It's Canty and Carlin, Vanessa Richardson, that's her, Freddie Coleman, that's me, and for the guys today, <laughs> thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, tune in, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We had George Sedano, works with 710 ESPN in Los Angeles, and we asked him that question. How much better does Kyrie Irving actually make the Los Angeles Lakers if they have a chance to acquire him? And basically, George Sedano said, to, to paraphrase Vanessa, yeah, he's going to make them better, but it's that stuff off the court that you have to really worry about when it comes to him. In a vacuum, does Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James get you to the finals? Probably, but you can't count on any of them at this moment for different reasons. LeBron is older. LeBron is playing less games than he's ever played. AD has always been someone with an injury history. So has Kyrie, for that matter. Forget about this stuff off the court. So, and I'm a big believer of the biggest predictor of future injuries past injury. I, I, I think that could be a tough cocktail, right, to make because it would be a team that has an incredible ceiling, but the floor could just literally crack. The word crack is always a good word, Vanessa. When you have Kyrie Irving near anything on the basketball court, because he's at times as great as he is as a ball player. There's no doubt about it that he's a bucket getter. But at times, Vanessa, he's just like fire. Sometimes you just can't get too close. Yeah, I mean, look, the Lakers need a dynamic playmaker. They need a a dynamic scorer. I think Kyrie Irving would check those boxes with him. I'm not saying the off the court stuff is not a concern because it is. My question is, would he get it in check for LeBron? Would he get it in check to play for the Lakers? Would he be willing to be more disciplined? I actually would be more concerned about the injury history with Kyrie Irving personally. If he wants to be in L.A., I think he'll make it work. I think he would adjust his attitude and some of maybe what some people would consider odd nature Mm -hmm. because he knows he can win a championship. Now, I could be completely wrong about that, but we all know players and athletes and people that adjust – in certain environments. There are some people that are the same in every room they walk in. There are some people that change based on who they're around in their environment. Could Kyrie be one of those guys that gets it together a little bit to go to L.A. and possibly win a championship? The thing about with Kyrie Irving, and you used a great word environment, Vanessa, he wants everybody to adapt to his environment, not the other way around. Mm. And at a certain point, because he's been able to have people do that, because of his talent. They did it for him when he first got to Cleveland. They did it for the 10 games he was at Duke. They did it for him with the Brooklyn Nets. They didn't do it in Boston. He could not have gotten out of there quick enough when Jalen Brown said, take a good look at me. You're not going to talk to me that way. So if he's able to manifest that environment to his liking 
but not have everybody on the other side of that feeling some some sort of way, then the possibility could be there. But Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider, when he was on Get Up, he explained exactly how likely this could actually happen, that Kyrie Irving could be a Laker team member in 2023-2024. Well, the first thing with any conversation about Kyrie, I really can't state this enough, he would probably have to take a pay cut from what his expected salary for next year would be to sign with the Lakers. And so it's a, it'd be a pretty big one. Right now, the Lakers can generate about $30 million in cap space. They could maybe, if they do a couple other moves, get it a little bit higher. But Kyrie Irving's maximum salary is $47 million. $47 million for Kyrie Irving and everything that Gene in the Bottle comes with it. If you're the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> Alexa, play Genia Bottom by uh, Christina Aguilera. Never liked that yeah. song. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, they, they, they can't, they're not going to have enough salary cap space to give him a max contract in, in free agency. There's no question about that. But yeah, is it worth the risk? I don't know. I mean, like, they need a playmaker that if, if LeBron thinks that he can rein Kyrie in, so to speak, with some of the off the court stuff, I know the Mavericks are going to fight for him because mm-hmm. they had to give up so much for him. I don't yeah. think Mark Cuban will go down without a fight. But that's been an interesting situation in and of itself in Dallas. How would you feel if you're Mark Cuban of the Dallas Mavericks? You literally moved on from plenty of players that made your team better and you did not make the playoffs. And the guy that you signed off on was at a Laker playoff game more than a couple of times saying, hey, LeBron, how you doing? I mean, I think Kyrie's making it clear. I I think he's making it clear that he enjoys L.A. and that he would want to be there. Absolutely. It wasn't just that one playoff game. He was at multiple. I mean, I love Texas brisket, but not as much as Kyrie. <laughs> he wants that L.A. sushi, and he made it very, very plain that he could be available if the right conditions are met. One of the usual hosts of this show will stop by and tell us exactly what he thought about LeBron James and his pre-retirement announcement. That's next on Canty and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.